Welcome to Just Living Life, episode two of season two. Welcome. First things first, thank you so, so much for the beautiful reception. Thank you for engaging with for the DMs, for sharing with your people. It's really just been beautiful and amazing to watch how you guys have, you know, welcomed us back and uh, I'm excited to, you know, hear what we have to say, to listen to our random conversations. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been very encouraging. Special shout out to Ivy, Nontlantla, Nontlantla's friend who sent a voice note, I don't know your name, to Samantha Rubimbo, to our mom, Nabe, to my brother, Given. There's so many, so, so many of you who would love to, you know, say this shout out to, so please don't take it personally if we didn't mention your name. But I thought it might, it might be nice, you know, to once in a while just mention a few people who, you know, engaged and, you know, were very participative in the content. Thank you. It's very, very encouraging. You know, I was quite surprised with the response that people gave. I mean, people seemed to like it more than I expected that they would like it. So that was quite awesome. Yeah, and very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Today, we we're just talking about a topic that has become very dear to me. Um, as It's something that I think I'm currently going through. And I believe, you know, we've all gone through and we are continuously going through it as, you know, human beings whilst we're still alive. It's something that we cannot avoid and that is change when we when we talk of change more often than not we we like to use the phrase you've changed you know when you tell someone you've changed as a way of emotionally blackmailing them to sort of shift them back to what would have been you know their default position or response back in the day Mm -hmm. or we want to shame them and make them feel uncomfortable about this version of the person that they've become you know and make them feel like they've betrayed us for and maybe betray themselves for not being who they've led us to believe they are all these years for daring to be different for daring to think otherwise and question then comes to mind to say why are we so uncomfortable with change why do we find it so hard to admit to ourselves that we've changed and that we might not quite believe or hold dear some of the things that we've for so long held dear and and even when we've admitted to ourselves, when we've, you know, looked deep inside and we've seen that oh, maybe there's a shift in my perspective, why does it then become so hard to own it and live your change and live your truth? And why do we like to shame those who are bold enough to own mm-hmm. their change and to live it? Could it be that at times it's because we wish we were that courageous, we wish we were courageous enough to own it and live it, but we're not. And so mm-hmm. when we see someone else who is freely and openly unreservedly owning their process, owning their growth and their change. We envy that and we wish it was us. But since we can't, we shame them back into the box that they, they were in right next to us. So that they come back down to us and, you mm. know, make us feel comfortable in our little box. Actually, you know? there's an interesting post I saw from Gazi June this week, where she was talking about how she, she changed her, she colored her hair, right? And she was talking about how She's realizing from the way everyone's okay with the state of her colored hair that maybe her restrictions on, you know, putting a color on her hair was just a project. She always thought she was okay with other people doing that, but she's realizing that maybe she was projecting her feelings mm-hmm. on people and thought it was childish when she was seeing on other people. But now that she's doing it, she's realizing that the negative things around it were things that she herself was feeling. I just thought it's. You know, it relates to how sometimes when we see other people change, 
we are surprised because we are scared of making that change. Yeah, so like, how dare you? How dare you, you know? be so bold enough yeah, yeah. to 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 be yourself? Yeah, you know? I'll, I'll put a link to the Tunkazi's post. Yeah, you know, like, where do you get the guts to be so bold <laughs> in your change? And so we often view change as a bad thing, as if it's a lack of grounding and and a lack of roots. But should we? Aren't we supposed to change? Aren't we supposed to grow? How can we continuously come across so many different perspectives and get exposed to so much in life and still remain and the, same the same and still mm-hmm. and, and still remain unchanged? You no, know, there's a quote by um Gail. Yo, I don't know how to pronounce it. Gail she she yeah she she she, she, she or something like that. What's the, the the name is not important, but the quote is. And so she says, if we don't change, we don't grow. And if we don't grow, we aren't really living. So it's like a right. it's a wheel in a wheel, you know. We grow and we change. We change, we grow. And all that fits in the bigger wheel of living. Right? Yeah. If all things stayed the same, if every day was the same, if we stayed the same, would we really be living? You know? Yeah, I think an interesting thing to think about is that we all grow up within certain within specific contexts, right? Yeah. Uh, whether it be cultural or religious and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. And quite likely as you grow up, you are going to grow up with the beliefs of the context you grew up in. So if your parents were Muslim, for example, you will grow up with Muslim beliefs. If they were, uh, you know, Roman Catholic Christians, you will grow up with Roman Catholic beliefs and, and things like that. As to that, the society that you grow, you grow up in. Mm-hmm. If you grow up in Africa, mm-hmm. and if you grow up in the UK, or if you grow up in America, if you grow up in the Middle East, and even within Africa, if you grow up in Zimbabwe and you grow up in South Africa, mm-hmm. you're going to have, you're going to view things quite differently, you know, from the next person who's grown up elsewhere. Yeah, and the most likely thing is that the beliefs that you hold, that you got from that context that you come from, you you feel very, very strongly about them. But as you grow and as you experience the world, as you gain more exposure, I think it's really important for you to start to question yourself whether you believe those things because they are a preference from where you come from or whether they are wrong or right. I think an important thing also to to realize, especially as you become an adult, is that is to start questioning yourself in relation to, in quotes, your beliefs. Right. is to have a conversation with yourself to say, am I convicted of those things that I say I believe in? Mm-hmm. Or do I do them out of, you know, uh, submission to the will and the law of my parents and how I was yeah. raised? Yeah. If someone put a gun to my head and said, why do you believe X, X Y, Z? First of all, do I actually really believe that? Or is that my parents' belief? <laughs> Secondly, am I able, am, you know, am I able to back it up? Am I able to, you know, stand for it and be able to explain it logically and say, I believe A, B, C, D because one, two, three, four, therefore this. Or will it really literally be a, well, my mom says I can't do it. Or my mom says I should do it this way. And so I've always done it this way. So I'm not quite sure why I do it this way, but that's what it's always been. So it must be right. We actually had a conversation about this. You remember Yeah. where yeah. at some point I, I was just curious about, you know, certain things that no believes. And then I, I, I asked you, I, I noticed that you believe this, mm-hmm. right? Or you live like this. Why Why is it that you believe that? Yeah. And we had a conversation around that. And, and I came to the conclusion that I actually wasn't really convicted in it. Um, but there was, there was, I was not really convicted in it, but there was also nothing wrong. There was not, there was nothing inherently wrong with 
how I had grown up to practice it. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and, and as a result, that, that kind of pushed me to say, okay, I'm an adult now. The time of hiding behind my mommy said so has passed, you know, mm-hmm. and I think we had it in the context of that. Eventually, we're going to have kids. If I say yeah. I want to pass this on to my children, they are going to grab at a time where they will be able to ask us why. Why can I do ABCD? Which is a why must thing, I? Anyway. Which is a good thing, yes. <laughs> but then, if I myself do not have the right convictions and the right reasons and the right stuff to back it up with, when those children ask me, why? What am I going to say to them? Are we going to, to continuously have generations over upon generations where it's we do this because you're under because my roof and do it so. this way? <laughs> you know, my way or the highway, or do we want to, you know, to, to raise children that are going to engage so that they also make informed, you know, decisions. And, and, and this actually pushed me to, you know, have a, an open conversation with my mom about this, you know, particular topic. And it was quite fun and liberating, more so because now I'm an adult and being married and all that, I'm kind of no longer under my parents' law or rules, for lack of a better way to put it, right? I'm sort of now an independent person. So it felt like we could engage without without her feeling like I'm being disrespectful or I want to be rebellious or whatever, right? But we actually had a candid conversation and and she was willing to hear me out. I advanced why I think a certain way, which might be different. But at the end of the day, she was able to come to a point where she said, you know what, I actually hear you, you know? And you might be onto mm-hmm. something then. She, she might not then alter the way her preference or alter it to fit mine. Mm-hmm. But she was able to genuinely come to a place where she says, I hear you. You've got a point. And because you're an adult now, I believe you are wise enough mm-hmm. and well-read and what, whatever to make mm-hmm. your own decision. Mm-hmm. And it was very liberating to have yeah. those conversations. Mm-hmm. This is not to say that there's anything wrong with submitting to what your parents believe and mm-hmm. just taking it. I think especially that, when you're... Mm-hmm. I think it's respectful also. If you're living under someone's roof, especially if it's not inherently wrong, it's not illegal or immoral or whatever, right? There are some things that I think out of respect for, for your parents, if they're not life-shattering things, if it makes your parents happy to do things a certain way and because they prefer that things are done a certain way, I don't think there's anything wrong with respecting that they want things done a certain way and doing them, especially when you're under their care. Mm-hmm. Even as you grow up, it's okay even to submit to what your parents believe even as an adult, as long as you are conscious of the fact that that's what you're doing and you've thought about it and you've come to the conclusion that I'm okay just going along with what my parents believe on this thing, right? So the, the whole idea is that as you grow up, question these things, question your beliefs and come to an understanding of why you've chosen to believe what you believe in or live life the way that you live it. True. And another thing for me that I've, you know, I've, I've come to conscientize myself of is that there's a difference between preference and right and wrong, mm-hmm. right? You can prefer to do things a certain way and that doesn't mean the other way is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's a very, very important thing to be conscious of as you engage with people and you, you know relate to people who don't do things the same way that you do. It's important to ask yourself, is it that I don't do A, B, C, D because it is inherently wrong and I really believe it's wrong? Or do I not do it because I just prefer to do it this way? And what that then does is that I think even when you, you know, when you're in conversation with people and, you know, you're, you're sharing ideas about why you do it, you said you live your life a certain way. It's, I think people are a bit more willing to respect your, your beliefs, to accommodate you if, if it's clear 
if in your conversation with them you make it clear to them that for you this is a preference more than you then making it look like your way is the right way and that everyone else who does it is doing it wrong yeah and also as you grow up and as you and as you see the people that you've kind of grown up under the same umbrella with under the same mm-hmm. shadow with choose a different path or like we said earlier own their growth and their mm-hmm. change and live it uh, boldly and freely i think it's important before we start to judge them and want to throw those, oh, you've changed. I would have mm-hmm. never thought you'd do ABCD. It's important for us to ask the question, check. is this just is this a preference? Wrong, or, it's, or I'll just not do it that way because I'm me and I'll prefer to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And then I think that makes us a bit more open to accepting the fact that people grow and sometimes grow in different directions and might choose to do things differently to you. And that doesn't make them wrong and you're right or vice versa. One thing I've come to learn and accept recently is that our parents were also learning to be parents on the job, mm, right? Mm. Uh, my parents did a podcast with my sister a short while ago. And I was fortunate to hear things from my mom's perspective, where she was talking about how when they were growing up, after you get married, having children was like the next step in the process. There was no uh, stop and plan for kids or whatever. Think about do you want to have kids or whatever that us younger generations like to think about Mm. today for them you get married the next thing is children and so whether you feel like you're prepared for it or you know how you're going to be a parent did not matter it was just the thing that you do and so as a result they had to learn how to do it on the job right Mm. and what that means is that they had to teach their children things Mm -hmm. some of the things they taught were things that they learned as children and some of the things were things they picked up along the way and fortunately, a lot of the things they taught us were, were great and they helped us turn out, turn out into, you know, the people that we are today in, in, in a positive light. But unfortunately, there are some things that they made mistakes on. You know, they didn't do so great. Mm. There's a book I'm reading called The Book You Wish Your Parents Had Read and That Your Children Will Thank You For Reading, which talks about how at each stage in life, your child is likely to remind you of experiences that you had when you were their age. Yeah. And that if you don't realize that, you might end up lashing out at, at the kids or, you know, setting rules because of certain fears or trauma or insecurities that you have and so forth. And so sometimes there were instances like that where parents set rules because they had their own fears and insecurities mm. and things like that. And so as you grow, it's important for you to you know, look through the rules and try to figure out and realize that some things you were taught in a certain way because your parents feared certain things. And so think about the world that you are in today, um, the exposure that you have, your own experiences, and see, should I still live like this or there's a a better way? Can I change this for the better? Yeah, true. And I think bringing it back to, you know, the context of relationships, especially, the person that you, you date from this time when you start dating them to when you're courting them to when you get married and, and the years later, a person mm-hmm. is going to evolve. It. Yeah. For example, we started dating, I think, when I was 20. I'm 26 now. Mm-hmm. The person I was when I was 20 is surely not the person that I am now. Mm-hmm. The person that I was as, when I was 20 had not experienced and been exposed to a whole lot of things that I've been exposed to now, right? Mm-hmm. And similarly, the person that I was when I got married two years ago might not be the person 
person that I am today. Mm -hmm. But I think what's important is that as I start to notice the changes, or as I start to go on this path where I want to rediscover myself and I want to, you know, question myself and my beliefs and all that and change Mm -hmm. things that I need to change here and there, it's important for me as a, because this is a partnership, it's important Mm -hmm. for me to bring you along with me on that journey, you know, to communicate that, you know, I'm, I, I've always done things A, B, C, D, but I'm, but I'm, I'm questioning, I'm, this, I'm questioning this, you know, I'm mm-hmm. finding myself wondering why A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. And I'm, th- I'm finding myself leaning towards changing this to A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. And because it's a partnership, in a partnership, you know, we're equal partners, we, whatever, whatever I do affects you, whether mm-hmm. I like it or mm-hmm. not, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And if you want the partnership to, to, to work and for us to, you know, continue as a unit, it's important that I communicate those things. Uh-huh. And also, it's easy for you to then accept the, the changes that come with me and to grow with me and when I see them happening when you see them happening time. because I have communicated and it's different when you see changes and you've not been part of the journey and you don't know where this person's headspace is mm-hmm. and it's a completely different thing if I've taken you through the the yeah. mental process you yeah. know the thought process of why we're, we've arrived at this point and that maybe we might actually change together, together. Uh, if, yeah. if I understand it yeah. uh, and you know I see things the way that you see them yeah because you don't want to look back in life and think I married a person like this mm-hmm. who had these kind of beliefs and now this person that I'm I'm now with is totally different and mm. I don't understand how where, we got there like how we got here where all these changes came from yeah and so yeah. It, it's important to, to First, it's important first of all to to know that there's nothing wrong with change. It's mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. as we as we grow, as we learn, we're going to change. Mm-hmm. But also, let's let's grow together. Let's yeah. explore these things that we're learning together, mm-hmm. so that we can grow in the right, in the same direction. Yeah, true. And and I think it's important to say it goes without say that the, the the change that the kind of change that we're talking about is a change that comes up as a as a a product of shifting perspectives and learning new things and experiencing new things. So this is not change. When we say change is good, we don't mean change in the negative light or a change in terms of the the moral code or the moral standard and the virtues that brought you together in the first place, you know, those fun, foundational things. That is a whole entire different, you know, topic altogether. But we mean change in the context of growth. Mm-hmm. And I think basically what this conversation was about was to say, as you grow, Mm-hmm. As you become older, by virtue of age, you become wiser. Expect that you will change. As you rub shoulders with people, as you interact with people on social media, through technology, through everything, you are going to experience so much of life. You're going to experience so many changes. You're going to meet people who think in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for you to wonder. It's okay for you to question. It's a, mm-hmm. And it's okay for you to come to a point where a certain path seems more favorable than the yeah, path that you're on now. That and you similarly lived your whole life. Exactly. Yeah. And similarly it's okay to go through all the motions and meet all these people and everything and still decide that the path that you're on is is the right one for you. And there's this two these two quotes that I saw. One says, We cannot become what we want by remaining what we are. Mm-hmm. Nice. We have goals and, and the picture of who we want to be in the next couple of years and that takes some sort of shifting it can be changing mm-hmm. behavior it can be changing lifestyle it can be mm-hmm. changing you know habits, habits. Mm-hmm. but that is all change yeah. and then another one that goes well with that one i think is the one that says courage is the power to let go of the familiar okay and remember we said in the beginning that mm-hmm. sometimes we uh we sh- we we shame people who change because they have the courage to let go of the familiar yeah. and step into this new person and this yeah. new path yeah. that yeah. we sometimes there's don't a have. there's a, a popular picture I've seen on social media a couple of times where 
it's like a, a caterpillar talking to a butterfly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the caterpillar is saying to the butterfly you've changed and the, uh, and the butterfly says we're, we're supposed, supposed to, to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah definitely and and this one is a very personal topic to me because i find myself questioning a lot of things and trying to chart a path for myself and it's, it's been such a a beautiful and liberating experience from where you start off with this these new ideas that you have and you are holding them off and hiding them and then when you finally step out and you're like hi world this is me this is what i do now mm-hmm. and more often than not we're so scared of the dark we're so scared of what we're scared of nothing mm-hmm. we're scared of what people think and say that most of the time trouble is greater in anticipation you're in anticipation most of the times either they don't care or actually they are so glad that you you've you've decided to go this route you know so mm-hmm. i just hope that this episode will nudge someone in the direction of accepting that they are growing they are evolving and they're going to change and that it's okay yeah thank you for listening guys thank you for coming back for the second episode of the second season mm-hmm. hope you like this one mm-hmm. uh, and if you did share it uh, like it subscribe to the comment, podcast all comment that. all those things and well, until well. next time catch you next time bye bye cool